It's Monday, September 20th, 2021. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Big surprise. Tua and Carson Wentz got injured. Uh-oh. Bill Belichick slayed another rookie quarterback. And who said college coaches can't coach in the NFL as Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Rule got their teams to start out 2-0. and This and many more in today's episode of Monday Morning Football with the Guru. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. And it's what? Monday, September 20th, 21st. No, 20th. 2021st. That's what I was trying to say. I'm just so excited. I just want to get started. So enough of this. I'm going to get started because I want to talk about the game of the week. I want to talk about the Sunday night matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. Yes, MVP versus MVP. Yes, Young Stunner versus Young Stunner. Man, what a game. What a game. So what? This was like, watching this game was like watching a movie. But specifically, the one movie that popped in my head was Karate Kid. Any version of the Karate Kid, the original version or the new version, it don't matter. It's the same theme. Lamar Jackson reminded me of Daniel from Karate Kid. Patrick Mahomes is Johnny, his nemesis. You know, he's always, Johnny always beating Daniel, just like Patrick Mahomes always beat Lamar Jackson until Sunday night football. Just like any great movies, there's obstacle that you have to overcome throughout. This was a perfect situation right here. Lamar Jackson, first series, first series, he had to overcome an obstacle. He threw an interception to Tyron Matthew. First series, and then guess what? Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, boom, took that to the end zone, jumped on in seven, zip. I was like, oh my goodness, say it ain't so. Not the same old Lamar. Tell me, no. Please tell me Johnny's not beating up Daniel again. No. But you know what? This was a different situation. You could just see it. You could feel it in Lamar's eyes. You could see it in his face. There was just something different about this night. And Lamar was not having it. Lamar was not having it. You saw he made a mistake. He's like, nah, I'm not having it. There was just something extra in this. It was, um, it was like movie-like. It was like movie-like. Because it was like this was different. It was a night game in Baltimore. And now continuing the theme, right? This is what made this so beautiful. Move on, fast forward to the fourth quarter. Lamar was down. He was getting punched, getting beat up just like the Karate Kid. He was getting punched. I was like, no, no, Daniel. Somebody throw in the towel, please. But nah, guess what? Then all of a sudden, he revived himself. It's like a wrestling match. He revived himself. Lamar just revived himself. He's like, I'm not having this shit. 
He took over. He just started all of a sudden, he started getting punched. He's eating it. Ah, ah, ah. And now all of a sudden, he started throwing blows. Lamar started throwing blows against the Chiefs, man. Lamar started high kicking. Lamar started uppercutting. I was like, oh my God. Go Lamar. Go Lamar. It was beautiful. And then it came down to the come down, just like the movie. You don't like the movie. It always comes down to a perp. You hear a whistle. All of a sudden, you like both of them, John, Lamar, and Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. You hear the whistle. That's exactly what happened. There was a big time call. In the fourth quarter, it came down to the last drive. Fourth down and one. This is what made it such like a movie. Fourth down and one. And my man Jim Harbour, a.k.a. Mr. Miyagi. He was like, you know what? I'm going to give you the bonsai tree, Lamar. I'm going to give you the bonsai tree. I'm putting it in your hand. Just like the movie, y'all remember when he was getting beat up, he was all blind, he couldn't even see, but yet, he just remembered all the trainings. It was fourth and one, and my quarterback is Lamar Jackson. I'm going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Their strength, my strength as the Baltimore Ravens, is Lamar Jackson having a ball in his hand. Fourth and one. They're going against the Kansas City Chiefs. And their weakness is the, um, the having a defense on the field, bro. Fourth and one, the Kansas City Chiefs defense versus Lamar Jackson. And, boy, I'm telling you, John Harbaugh made a hell of a decision. And I call it a no-brainer decision, bro. Because Lamar Jackson is that dude. And you put him in a situation to win. And that's exactly what John Harbaugh did, a.k.a. Mr. Miyagi. He taught Lamar Jackson, put him in situation. He didn't put Lamar, he didn't put, he didn't give Lamar a passing situation. He didn't pass the ball because that's not what Lamar does. Lamar, what makes him special is his legs. And you know what he did? Fourth and one, he's like, guess what, Lamar? I'm going to make sure I use what makes you so special, your legs. That's what he did because Patrick Mahomes is not going to see this football. I'm so happy for Lamar Jackson, man. I'm so happy for Lamar Jackson because just like the Karate Kid, we all saw at the end of the movies when uh, when Daniel was winning, everybody was so happy. I was I was watching the game with my buddies. When Lamar was coming back, we were all so happy, just like the movie, like, go Lamar, you were just cheering for Lamar, just like we were all cheering for Daniel, like in the Karate Kid. I could have used Rocky analogy just like when the underdog comes back and defeat and defeat the overmatch or the, uh, the contender or the champion. That's what you do. You cheer. And Lamar was getting cheered home, man. It was a beautiful. It was beautiful, man. And just like the uh, just like a classic movie, The Karate Kid. This was a classic game. Between the Ravens and the Chiefs and Lamar and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. And the only thing I got to say is, thank you, Miss Jackson, because your son is for real. All right, so now I want to move on to talk about um, the Colts and the Dolphins. Because to me, the Colts and the Dolphins are like in a very, very similar position. 
a very good organization, very well put together structure-wise. But they're lacking two things, or they're very, um, let's say, unsure about the quarterback position. For basically the, the, the same reasons. The same reasons. Because both of the guys are, they, they have injury history. That's, they, they have injury history. So my analogy when I, was, when I was checking this scenario out between the Colts and the Dolphins, I'm like, man. I'm like, the Colts and the Dolphins, it's like they have two beat-up cars as their quarterback. If you ever had two beat-up cars, that's your it's like driving two beat-up cars. We all know when you have two beat-up cars, sooner or later, it's going to break down. And more than likely, it's going to be sooner than later. And when I look at the quarterback situation, I'm like, it's just two beat-up cars in Indianapolis and in Miami. And one thing about beat-up cars is the individual that have the beat-up cars, like the, you ask the Miami organization, you ask the coach organization, when you have beat-up cars, you ask the owners of a beat-up cars, you know what they tell you the reason they have the beat-up cars? Hey, it takes me from point A to point B. That's what they tell you. It takes me to point A to point B. Guess what, Miami and Indianapolis? Y'all got a quarterback that takes you to point A to point B. That's it. It ain't going to take you to D, C, E, D, F, G, H, I, J, K. And for my recollection, you know, you got to pass B to get to P. P is the playoff. When I look at these two quarterbacks, and I'm like, I can tell you, I, the guru right here, unfortunately, but fortunately, I am the king of beat up cars. And when I look at this situation, that's so not ideal to me. Because as the king of beat up cars, there's two things every beat up car should have in their trunk. There's two specific things. And when I look at the Dolphins and the Colts, I don't see those two things. And do you know what those two things are? I'm going to tell you. If you have a beat up car, you need to have yourself a spare tire and a jumper cables. Because the thing about having a beat up car is sooner or later, it's going to break down and you're going to need one or the other. You're either going to have a flat tire or you're going to run your battery is going to run out. When I look at the organization with the way the Miami is built and the Colts are built, they don't have themselves a, a spare tire and they don't have themselves a jumper cables for the organization. And that's why they ended up stranded on the road Sunday. Like I said, we all know when you have a car like that, you have to have contingency plan. You got to have triple A. When you have a broken down car, you just got to be, your back, your trunk is different than the normal cars, man. You got to have contingency plans, man, because you're going to break down and more than likely, it's always going to be at the wrong time. I was looking at the Colts game. 
against the Rams. I mean, it was a beautiful game. The defense played well. The team, everything played well. It came down to the last drive. It came down to the last job, and guess what? When the Colts went in there and gave the keys to the quarterback to start it, guess what? The car broke down. The car broke down. And you know what I looked? And I saw all the Colts fans. I was thinking about all the Colts fans. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow, man. It's your first day at work. First day at work, and they got a flat tire, and they don't have a spear. Wow. The worst time it could ever happen. But you know the crazy thing is they knew that because they had a shitty car. Indianapolis, Miami, don't be surprised. Tua, went, Tua broke his ribs or whatever the situation is. This is a hoopty. Y'all got a hoopty at quarterback. Y'all got a point A to point B cars, not a point C, D, E, F, G. So with that said, you have to have a, a, um, a spare tire and jumper cables in your trunk. And if you don't have that, your car is going to be left stranded. And the Colts and the Dolphins don't have a, a, a legitimate backup quarterback in their roster. Meaning they don't have a backup. They don't have a flat, an extra tire and they don't have jumper cables. And they're going to be left stranded this season because they have two beat up cars as their main um, point of transportation. I want to talk and transition to the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. And when I was watching this game, this was this was just a predictable game. It reminded me of one of them like 90 sitcom, right? But the one that specifically reminded me of was Y'all remember Buffy the Vampire Slater? If y'all don't remember, y'all go ask your mama. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Go ask your mama. Go ask your auntie. Be like, mama, auntie. The guru was talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, man. Just So there's this, the character was Buffy. She should just slay vampires. You know what I mean? Destroy vampires. So when I was watching the, the New England Patriots and the New York Jets gameplay, man, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Bill Belichick is the rookie quarterback slayer. Like, if you're a rookie quarterback, don't you play the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Because he did it again, man. He got himself another victim in New York Jets rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Poor Zach Wilson fell into the web of Bill Belichick, the rookie quarterback slayer. I mean, Bill Belichick don't lose to a rookie quarterback. It just don't happen. Not only they don't lose to him, but he embarrasses them. It's like, it's the craziest thing in a in, in, in phenomenon in the world, man. It's one of the craziest phenomenon. Rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. Literally, they see ghosts. Like, literally, I've seen Bill Belichick make rookie quarterback see ghosts. And my man Zach Wilson was seeing ghosts Sunday. I mean, he was seeing ghosts every. I mean, he was seeing Casper. He was seeing the ghost, the little ghost girl from you know um, the, the the other movies with um, I don't even know, man. Any other ghost movies? He was seeing all of them. He was seeing all them ghosts. 
with Sixth Sense. That's the movie I'm talking about. Yeah, it's Sixth Sense. Casper, Sixth Sense, all the other ghosts in the damn I don't know about. Oh, yeah, the other movie, Ghost, Michael Douglas. Yeah, that's what Bill Belichick do to a rookie quarterback, man. They just see Ghost. My man Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. And then he got sacked four times, man, with zero touchdown. I mean, it was a total embarrassment, man. Like, I'm telling you, it was like the old 90s sitcom, man. Buffy the Vampire Slater, man. The NFL rookie quarterback. Be careful. If you're an NFL rookie quarterback and you look at this schedule and you see Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, please call in sick. If that week you have gone against Bill Belichick, you better play hooky. You better call someone, be like, nah, dog, nah, 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 nah. Nah, coach, you ain't about to set me up, dog. Be like, nah, dog, you ain't about to set me up, dog. You ain't about to get me slayed out here by Bill Belichick. Who the hell you think this is, dog? You think I ain't never heard of Bill Belichick, the rookie quarterback slayer, dog? You think I ain't never heard of him? Exactly. If I'm a rookie quarterback, I'm like, nah, 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 coach. Nah, coach. I take this one. I take L on this one, Slim. Nah, you ain't about to get me out there. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what it is with this situation. But one thing I do know is, if you're a rookie quarterback, this is the one and only warning. If you playing Bill Belichick, you better play hooky, baby, because Bill Belichick is the rookie quarterback slayer. <laughs> and when we come back, I'm going to talk about Mr. September, the September slayer, Coach September. Man, if we have a, um, a Hall of Fame of Septembers, he will be Mr. Hall of Fame of September. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, now I want to talk about um, probably the best, the best win. I want to think the team that the best win of the week for me was the Raiders over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Las Vegas over the Pittsburgh Steelers was my best win of the week. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because this is Coach September we're talking about. John Gruden. He's one of the greatest September coaches in the history of September. I'm not talking about October. I'm not talking about November. I'm not talking about December. I ain't talking about January, February. No, 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 no. But when I'm when he comes to September, when he talks to 09, any part of 09, blah. Ain't too many coach in football that's better than John Gruden, man. What the Oak, I mean, I'm sorry, what the Las Vegas Raiders did went into Heinz Field, even still called Heinz Field, went into Pittsburgh and Derek Carr and company. Listen to this. This is the Las Vegas Raiders right now, bro. They played Monday night 
on a short week, went to overtime against a physical team in the Baltimore Ravens. At home, played the game in West Coast in Las Vegas. Had to travel all the way to Pittsburgh on the road, a one o'clock game. And I was like, there is no way in God's green earth. There is no way in God's green earth the Las Vegas Raiders are going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in this type of situation. With this type of adversity, oh, I forgot to add, without Charles Jacobs, their best running back, their bell cow running back. Man, I was like, you know what, bro? Ain't no way the Raiders going to win. Ain't no way. And then guess what? And I looked at the calendar. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. This is a September game. The schedule says 0-9-19-21. I was like, oh, snap. It's a September game. Why did I bet on the Steelers, bro? I should have known because they have Coach September. You guys could have Belichick. You could have Pete Carroll. You could have Andy Reid. You could have any of those coaches all you want. But when it comes to September football, give me John Gruden any September day of the week, baby. It could be on the road. It could be at home. It could be in somewhere misplaced. They are a nomadic organization. But as long as it's September, the Las Vegas Raiders will always be a team to be reckoned with because they have Coach September leading the way. <laughs> oh, man, Coach September. So we're going to transition from Coach September to two teams that's now started 2-0. Two teams that started 2-0 and built totally different. Like I tell people, not 2-0 are not all, not all the same. And I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Monday morning football with the guru, man. Appreciate y'all. I want to talk about the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Specific two programs. That's a 2-0. But yet, they're built very differently from two different type of mindset. You have Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury. When I look at this situation is, I look at Matt Rule, who is building an NFL program in Carolina. And then I look at Cliff Kingsbury, who's building a college program in the NFL in Arizona. Two specific ways of building a program. And I'm not saying which one way is right or another exactly, but as we all know, as of week two right now, they're both 2-0. So there's no one right or wrong way of building a program. 
obviously I have my way of building a program. So first, let me attack the Arizona Cardinals and the Cliff Kingsbury way of building a program. When I look at this, I look at the Arizona Cardinals as Cliff Kingsbury bringing the Big 12 into the NFL. And what I mean bringing the Big 12 is, if you watch college football, especially the Big 12, the Oklahomas, the Texas Techs, the, the back then the TCUs, uh, um, teams such as those, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, teams such as those, they were on that high, that air raid offense. When it's an offensive focus philosophy, when it's a quarterback-centric offense, and I look at the Arizona Cardinals. Everything is quarterback-centric. It's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury came from. You know, if you're offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, head coach, whatever, you put in, that is your scheme. That is your personality. You put all that into what you create. Cliff Kingsbury came from the Big 12, came from that passing, aired out situation. That's his background. That's his upbringings. So you know what he's going to do when he gets in the helm, when he has that situation to be a great to be a head coach. What do you think he's going to be great at? I look at the Cardinals, man. It's like I'm watching a Big 12 team. I don't see a tight end. I see an empty formation. Like they're always in empty formation. You don't predominantly see that in the NFL. Formation-wise, you don't see that. What the, the way they call those formation, you don't see that. Majority of the NFL, you see a lot of motion. You see a lot of shift. You don't see that in the Cardinals offense. You see a straight, hike the ball, spacing, and let the quarterback make decisions. Put athlete in space. They want to open up the field. Just like the Big 12, you want to open up the field. There is no defense in the Big 12. You look at the Arizona Cardinals. You might have a guy that make defensive plays, but they don't have no defensive guys. Yes, and I'm sorry, Budo Baker. That's my guy. I love me some Budo Baker. Don't get it twisted. But in the largest scheme of things, man, in the largest scheme of things, this is an offensive-based organization. And not only that, it's a quarterback offensive-based organization. And it's a Kyler Murray quarterback-based organization. And one thing I could tell you about the Big 12, man. We all know it's fun watching them. We know week by week, oh my God, they hear it. They put 60 points. They put basketball scores on the scoreboard. But when it comes down to the come down, though, do we all do you all respect a Big 12 team when it comes down to when they play in the playoff or when they go against a top tier team? That's my biggest question. Just like the Big 12 conference, biggest question. Just like the way you question them and how I question the Big 12 conference is the same way I question the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, you could score offensively, but could you stop anyone? You put up 30 points and you're giving up about 29 points. 
when it comes down to the come down in this division, Arizona. I know you guys lie. I know Cliff Kingsbury, you from the Big 12. I know Kyler Murray, you from the Big 12. But one thing I could tell you, since the BCS came into the organization, whatever, the playoff, the Big 12 team has never won a playoff in the NCAA. And Cliff Kingsbury brought that Big 12 crap into the NFL. And I'm going to tell you this, that Big 12 crap is not going to work in the playoff in the NFL. Now let's transition into Matt Rule, the other guy who's building a program. You know, uh, who's building an NFL program in the NFL? Not no Big 12. Yeah, he's a Big 12 guy too, but he's not bringing that Big 12 nonsense into the NFL. No, not at all. And the way Matt Rule is building this program, I love it. It's the way traditionalists build the program. Just before, when he first came in two years ago as a rookie head coach, he went into the draft and he went and and one thing about a, uh, uh, about building a program, you all got to start with identity. And he went with everybody in their first draft pick, defensive players, and he started with the interior and he worked from inside out. My man drafted uh, um, Brown for his first round pick, defensive tackle, Brown. We all know Big Bully Brown, man. And then Jeremy Chin, safety. I'm talking about started from the inside out. All defensive players. The next year around, got himself some offensive players. Got himself Sam Donald this year. I see what you're doing, Matt Rule. And I like the way you're building that program over here in Carolina, man. You look at the Panthers defensively right now in two weeks of football. In two weeks of football, they're allowing 10.5 points a game. This week, they held Sean Payton to 128 yards of total offense, the lowest output in his coaching career. And Sean Payton is a boy genius when it comes to the offense. What Matt Rule is doing in Carolina is building an NFL program and he's building it with identity and he's building it with toughness, especially on the defensive side of the football. This ain't no Big 12 situation. Like I tell you, there's two, there's two, two in those teams right now. This built very differently, but from very similarly, same record, but built differently. The Atlanta, I mean the Arizona Cardinals. Built like the Big 12, Air Raid. And then you have Matt Rule. And you all know how I feel about the Matt Rule. Rule number one, like Matt Rule. Rule number two, always follow rule number one. And Matt Rule has those guys scheming. He has his defense playing lights out. And he has his offense playing efficient. Efficient football, running the ball, not having the quarterback being the running back. Having a quarterback, having the ability to run the ball, it's a plus. As we saw Sam Donald do what he's doing, utilizing his leg, also as his arm. 
two ways. Two teams now that are two and zero. Two teams that are two and zero. But they came to this uh, two and zero two different ways. One team is bringing the college philosophy, the Big Twelve philosophy, into the NFL, and another team is building an NFL program in the NFL. I'm not saying there's a right or there's a wrong way. Because obviously, both of these two teams are undefeated. But in the long haul, in the long haul of things, we all know you might bring a couple of college principals into the NFL. <laughs> but this is still the NFL. And this has been episode 43 of Monday Morning football with the guru. Y'all know the drill, man. Like this, love this, share this, and I am out.